When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is your Manchester. Your music. Right around the world. Right around the clock. You're listening to the Football Man Cave Radio Show. Live from the city of the footballing universe. Manchester. Hello, we are back. It is Monday, 6 o'clock. I am Ian Foran. This is the Football Man Cave, and we're going to kick off the show with our uh, spotlight artist this week. It's Alex Spencer, local Manchester artist. If you've been in Manchester today, you would have seen him busking down um, Market Street. This is his debut single, Just Co- uh, Things Just Come and Go. Wake up with a bad attitude 
Right around the world, right around the clock. Sunny days, sunny days. I know we're quite rare, but I don't care, cause I'm still happy, I'm so happy with the world and I'm... and toast. Something about Manchester 
The first mechanically powered submarine was designed here. All right, that was our uh, first spotlight artist, um, Alex Spencer. Things just come and go. That's his debut single, um, and he wrote about his experiences during lockdown. 20% of any proceeds will be donated to the youth mental health charity Young Minds. So go and check him out. It's at Alex Spencer Music UK right across his socials. You can get it across Spotify and uh, Apple Music and such like. Um, and then we played Kid British Sunny Days, which I've not heard for absolutely ages. I played that for my daughter, actually, Tiana. Uh, it was one of the first concerts or little gigs we ever took her to um, as a six-year-old, and she... Well, she was happy with the noise, hands over her ears, telling everyone to shut up. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, I am joined again by Mr. Martin Love. How are you doing, buddy? You all right? I'm good, mate. You? I'm good, I'm good. What have you been up to this weekend? Football. Football? Yeah. Well, I, I know that because I've you watched it. You came and watched it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Went and took my little, uh, my little son, Dax. Um, he loved it. Well, well, he did, but at the, he's watched me a couple of times, hasn't he? Yeah. And he hated me and thought it was shocking, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's, he's give you, he's give you dogs abuse, to be fair. <laughs> but this, this week, I'm his number one guy, aren't I? Yeah, this morning, he's got up, he's like, I want to wear my boots, like, love it. Put his boots on, charging around the house, missing goals and that, so he's just like him. <laughs> exactly like me. <laughs> this weekend, me and, me and Lovey, uh, we play FIFA, like two big kids, and we're massive into career mode. And I actually started the Mexican league. What was that week. like? Um, weird. It's like, obviously, you don't know any teams, you don't know any players. I just looked for the, the best team and they're like three and a half stars. Um, I thought, I'll just roll with it, see, see what happens. I've done, do the usual league two up to Premier League. Done that with Salford, done that with Bolton, Oldham. Um, so I thought I'd try something different. You're, are you Argentina? Yeah, I'm in Argentina. How's I'm going? racing club. Mate, I'm one of the best teams in the league, but the tra- it's tragic. <laughs> like It's terrible. Is it? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm 18th in the league, not really doing too well. But uh, we, we don't play the games, do we? Because it's more like um, football manager now, isn't it? For me, it's like the old-style LMA manager, yeah, which yeah. I just played for like 18 hours straight as a kid. Yeah, so it's very Dangerous. it's very similar to that now. Yeah. You can watch the, you can watch the players play, but I've, I've got a squad of players, and I'm like, these are the best players in the league. You've got Boca Juniors, yeah. and then you've got River Plate, and then you've got my team. <laughs> so I'm like, you've got to be finishing at least in the top three. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. So I thought, I'll just play it as it is. Unreal players doing what they need to do, but no. Um, I've changed the formation about 90 times I'm like Sam Allardyce on it. I'm struggling um, right I'll set the show we have got we have, you'll hear another voice that's Josh Askew we'll be talking to him shortly um, we're going into the decisions over the weekend VAR Scott McTominay uh, Liam Cooper's sending off we'll be getting into that as always across the socials get involved the football man cave um, give us your point of views as well we'll be having a look at the greater Manchester teams who we think will be going up going down we have got Martin's mad stories is, is this the segment is this what we're calling it I don't know we, we asked last week for somebody to give us a better name we're it, going with it at the start right cool it's just because everybody calls me lover oh, is it, well, but, Martin's mad football yeah, so I don't yeah. know We'll think of another one, but for today, that's what we're going with. <laughs> We've got the pub quiz coming up. Um, excuse me, halftime song requests. So if you want anything playing, a little shout out, give us a shout before 10 to 7. Uh, DM us, add us, comment on any of the pictures that you see. Uh, just let us know what you want playing, and we'll do that. And um, yeah, basically, follow us, get involved. That's what we want to see. Josh Askew, Chester City, not uh, Chester City, I'll probably get a lot of abuse for that now, <laughs> won't I? Chester FC, uh, left back, he has joined us today. Yes. We're going to be talking about your um, 
well, we're going to just crazy. Is it 10 half oh, marathons yeah. in April? That's it, yeah. Mate, I remember last year, I can't remember what the what the, the challenge was last year, but it, I know it was something ridiculously yeah. stupid and he's done it again, that, haven't you? That was it, yeah. It was cycling 500 kilometres in, was it June? I think it was, it was June. I think it was yeah. June, yeah. Um, and that was for Will, Willow Wood. So uh, this time round, I thought it's got to be harder than that, hasn't it? So we'll go with uh, 10 half marathons in April. Jesus, tonight. So how many marathons are we in? We've done four so far. Four. Yeah. Are you scheduling it? Are you doing it? Um. Well, I'm trying to give myself at least three days recovery time. So it's normally Saturdays and Tuesdays. That's that's the plan. Um. But then the first week, obviously the first of April was a Thursday, so I had to do it on the first. So I did Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday. Um. And now, obviously, I'm now on my fourth. So fifth is tomorrow. Ooh, how's your legs how's your feet actually more than yeah anything? no I'm glad I'm on a radio show if anyone has any spare legs <laughs> just chuck oh, them in I'm telling you it, it, it's tough it's tough each one is um, it's weird you know when they say you you know when you do the marathons and stuff you'll hit a wall yeah no that doesn't exist there's about seven of them honestly is it oh yeah Mate, I, I mean if you see me obviously on radio but I am not <laughs> at all I can sprint but oh, that is it mate, yeah they, they, they're tough but each one of them it's like an emotional ride you start off you, you, you're buzzing for it you get halfway through it and you're thinking why did I decide to do this and uh, it only takes a couple of minutes before you start thinking about why you're doing it and that mm. just powers you through yeah, then. and yeah. by the end of it I'm an emotional wreck I mean my family have seen me so far and uh, I look like a zombie mate <laughs> oh it's frightening but um, yeah no it's well worth it and for the British Art Foundation and for Lewis Arcastle as well so I'm absolutely loving it so far. Yeah, but give us a bit of the backstory for people. Who yeah, don't know. so um, a couple of weeks ago now, it was probably the, the back end of, uh, of of March. There was uh, an article released by Barrow and um, saying that one of me lifelong mates, Lewis Arcastle, had had to retire um, at the age of 22. Uh, so I'm thinking, oh my word, what's going on here? You know, I absolutely no age as well, is it? Yeah. You know scary scary and uh, read the article and and uh, it, it says that obviously he's had to retire due to a heart condition um and i was absolutely devastated for the lad you know he's he's one of the players that i always thought was going to go up and and make it to uh, to the premier league honestly he was one of them lads that you just knew he was going to get to uh, the highest of levels um i mean if you don't barrow cap uh, you know, word can't even speak you don't captain barrow at the age of 22 for no reason yeah. put it that way yeah. and um obviously they got promoted to the football league i remember bumping into him last summer uh in Hernando's and uh talking about his promotion talking about salford's promotion and then all of a sudden i read this article and i was devastated um uh, i remember texting him just wishing him all the best and I was saying I was devastated for you and if there's absolutely anything I can do you know where I am um, and he puts back cheers mate I remember sitting there looking at my phone for a good half an hour 45 minutes thinking is that it? Yeah. You know his career's cut short 22 from a lad that I thought was going to go on and play in the Premier League or at least the Championship it's just a text you know and I, I had this urge of I have to do something for him I have to show him more support than just a text and a phone call and whatever else like that and it, it was quite good really I was very quick on the spot because I, I did it that night when I read that article and by Thursday morning I had a thousand pound raised for the British Art Foundation wow. so I think that tells you everything about social media and how much the people are supporting myself and Lewis yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and here we are now what we're on the 12th today so 12 days in 
and we're on £2,020 raised wow. and the target was £2,000. Was it? Wow. Yeah, so... Uh, so what's the bar now? What's the, have you upped it? Well, definitely I will be yeah. doing it on the website, but my plan is to get to 3000 now. Yeah. Um, we auctioned off, so got to give a massive shout out here to uh, my boss at Sport First Coaching, Joel Bevan. Um, he sorted us out a uh, signed City top from this season possibly could be the last thing Aguero signs which I'm devastated about <laughs> and uh, we've, uh, we've, we've we raffled it off and put all the, all the proceeds are going towards uh, my Just Giving page and I think we've sold about what do you say now it's at least nearly £500 raised so we're just waiting for that to get transferred in so we'll be on 2500 roughly by yeah. the end of this week yeah brilliant um, so 3000 is definitely achie- achievable you know well, we've, we're going to put the the link on our social media nice um, straight across. So obviously, and any any help, any oh, spare please. change you've got, yeah, um, get involved. We're going to be talking Salford. Obviously, you've, yeah. you've had a a little bit of a, a career at Salford, amongst other things. We're going to have a little chat about if they can get into the playoffs. Yeah, um, let's get behind the. Right, we're back. We're joined by Chester, uh, Josh Askew, and Martin Love. Lovey, we've had a couple of suggestions. We'll leave them to you, to you footballing mad stories but I've had a couple of suggestions we'll run by you um, we'll chat Chester while, while we've got you here of course. third in the league yeah as they were yeah um, after 17 games seven points behind Gloucester yeah um, how gutted was you oh for, mate for the season to end frightening um, we'd have caught them 100% we'd have caught yeah. them we were flying um, I mean Bradford was our last game and that was an interesting one to say the least but um <sighs> Gutted, absolutely gutted, and all the lads were, you know, we wanted to do everything we could, but at the same time, it was um, that the, the club had to had to be put first. It doesn't matter how much you love football; at the end of the day, you know, that club's been through enough. Um, I mean, there's a lot we can talk about in terms of the league and how they manage the loans and the uh, well, the grant turning into a loan. Um, but then, even now, when you look at it, they're trying to find teams that refused to play the games until that decision was made uh, you, you know you're trying to find them on, on what these games are actually they're not even in the books anymore no. you know what I mean a lot, a lot of users oh, just I'll play for free won't well, you yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah I mean but myself um, and a, a few others you know we, it, it showed just how much of the Paul Bernard and John have got you know mm-hmm. as two non-league managers that have done superb and that you know their history record says it all but um, is the similarities between because obviously you played for Burn and John at Salford. Yeah. So similarity wise, is there a similar feeling at Chester as there was to Salford when you got them promotions? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It was on the cards. You know, we, you don't you don't go and play for free for three months um, for nothing. You know, you don't you don't you don't do it unless you know you're in a team that's going to go somewhere and you're going to get looked after afterwards as well. You know, it's that's the idea with with Bernard and Jono and the way that they get the changing room they, they have everybody I mean we were talking about it just before weren't they? They, get, they get everybody in the changing room to run through brick walls for them it don't matter whether you're the talented one or whether you're the one that's going to be up and down everybody you're included um, and the way they get that is because they're honest with you you know and honesty goes a long way in football it goes a long way in life um, and there's a reason as to why we, we felt like we could have done it this season but talking on that you know we're going to go back this season well, next season now, sorry, <laughs> but um, and we're going to go and smash it. We know full well we are, yeah. and, and we've got to, yeah. we've got to stay confident, got to stay positive. Um, but yeah, you know, Bernard and Jono, it was a no-brainer to go to them. It's it, they, they were the two managers that gave me my chance at nineteen. So knowing now at twenty-three, I was twenty-two when I signed for Chester. 
I want to be there long term. You know, I'm looking at a club that I can hopefully, and that was the idea with Salford, but unfortunately that didn't work out as as planned. <laughs> but whatever does, does it? But um, we'll get on to Salford in a minute. Yeah, I know you're itching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, what, the, the thing is, the good thing is, is that you can that you can see the future. Yeah, oh, yeah. The future is you're just going to keep on That's climbing. It. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, knowing what their managers are capable of. I mean, it's a no-brainer to get into that side, and um, obviously the best way as well. It's you, you earn your place, you know. And I think we, again, we were discussing this off air when now I'm coaching on on that sort of side of it. You know, with my uh, with my younger kids and at Reddish Villa under 15s. When I'm having a chat with them, you know, I, I can I can teach them what I got taught at 19. But these kids are 15, 14. Yeah. You know, they're getting sort of messages that I wish I got when I was their age you know and that's because of Bernard and Jono giving me that um, I was absolutely gutted when they left Salford I thought this was it I've, I've cracked it here because that first season with them was, was phenomenal it was on the, the documentary um, you know it's my claim to fame but uh, <laughs> just slide that in there but um, yeah no honestly it was it was it was um, I, like I said I thought I cracked it at 19 yeah, and then there's, bef- there's nothing more powerful than having a, a manager's backing oh, and, and, and you just believing that that was it yeah oh, that you're gonna get there that was it and you know they made you feel 10 foot tall you know and being five foot nine <laughs> You know, with trainers on, uh, you know they made they made you go out every week, and you knew you could beat anybody. But everybody wants to beat Salford, and we can get onto that when we talk about them. Everybody, it was a cup final. Whoever played against us, doesn't matter whether you were bottom of the league or you were chasing us like Harrogate and Stockport were at the time. You know, it was a cup final to everybody. So to have them two managers in a changing room before we went out and played, we wouldn't have gone out there and got the results if we didn't have them. Put it that way. We're going to get onto Salford and you. The, the back end of the show we, we're going to talk about our um, predictions who's yeah. going to go up and who's yeah. going to go down but obviously while you're here you, you played for Salford especially them early years mm. um, take us behind the curtain a bit what was it like in, in that time oh, obviously was, was it National League North that was it National League North yeah so same league Chester in now yeah. um, it was amazing mate you know fresh out of an academy um, I went from uh, well, I was at Blackburn Rovers for nine years, and I went out alone to Ramsbottom for a month. Um, I played played football there, men, men's football for the first time, and as we've said it before. I've said it on one of our podcasts, Ian. But you know, you, you get two options when you're in non-league, especially when you're fresh out of an academy. And I was 18, 19 at the time. You either pack up and leave because it's not you, or you roll your sleeves up and you get stuck in. Yeah. And um, that's exactly what I did you know and it was the best decision I ever did and I fell in love with non-league doing that I fell in love with it um, it's crazy isn't it with the, the non-league shot because I think when you're a young kid and you're playing in the under 21s yeah. and the 19s yeah. I think that more more kids playing at professional clubs should take the step down yeah. into non-league Mate. football because it, it makes and I know it's dead cliche no. to say but it makes you a man doesn't it it like, does yeah. it really the does academy football is now it's well that's it well, aren't mm. it? that was it and I can't back that statement up enough because you know I'm a big advocate for it and, I, and I've invited a lot of younger younger pros now to sort of get an idea of what men's football is and the issue is and, I, and I, it's quite good this actually because I remember I went and went and visited Blackburn Rovers Academy not long ago to get on to what the fundraiser is. But um, you know you're in you're in the limelight. You know and people are talking about your name and especially when I was at Blackburn Rovers, you think Ewood Park. That's all you're going to play. Mm. I mean you don't understand. I I had no clue about any non-league team or any non-league players. I had no idea. Um, 
and I can tell you after that first few days I knew everything <laughs> everything I needed to know and more and like I said I rolled my sleeves up and there's a reason as to why I'm sat here today discussing it because that's what it made me do you know I was always sort of beyond my years anyway so, but when I went into those sort of changing rooms and them sort of environments that's life Yeah. you know you, you, you can't just have a silver spoon all the way through it because it don't work like that and the worst part is and what I've noticed is the amount of talented kids that I've seen in the academies that I've grew up with or sort of gone through the system with, they couldn't handle it, they couldn't hack it. And if, that's why they are where they are now. And I'm very fortunate I am where I am. You know, when, um, when I went into them early days at, at Salford City, it was, it was an absolute dream. You know, I'm a blue, so uh, you know what I mean. So when I'm sitting there and, I'm, and I've got the class of '92 sort of uh, giving us sort of chats, and Gary Neville's here, here, there, and everywhere, training with Paul Scholes, he comes and trains with us once, and you know, it, it, I was starstruck. Yeah, of course I wasn't. Do you know what? I never actually appreciated that changing room enough until I come out of it. When I look back and think about the amount of players that we had in there, your Liam Hogan's, we were chatting off air, Lois Maynard's, yeah. Carl Pigiani's, Jack Redshaw's, it, the list goes on. I could talk about that whole team. Yeah. Ibu Torre is the most consistent left back that Salford could ever get. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a reason why I'm sat here now and he's not. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he was outstanding, do you know what I mean? And I was very fortunate that I could play and train week in, week out. Yeah against someone as good as him and it, and it pushed each other it pushed me on and it, the best sort of times was when I played alongside him as a left winger um, you know because I back myself I can go anywhere up and down that left but um, yeah it was it was a roller coaster season mate it really were there were times when we thought we were on top of the world and we, we were laughing we were running away with it as such I think we blew an 11 point 12 point lead yeah I mean that documentary obviously it was like it was made for it because oh, it yeah. was perfect wasn't it yeah. the crazy thing is is that's non-league football that's though. exactly and, and non-league football you, you can go 12-15 games flying exactly. unbeaten and then you're just going on a 10 game run of you just can't pull no, anything together no nothing whatever happens it's just not going in the right direction for you and again we can go back to it Bernard and Jono were the ones to turn that ship around you know it was it was a sinking one to, to begin with <laughs> no it started off we were flying then like you said it went, went um, pear shaped but yeah it was it was amazing that feeling I remember we had the uh, pitch invasion at the end and uh, it was against Boston actually uh, and we lost we actually lost the game we lost the game but Harrogate I think had drew or got beat so points wise we'd done it and um just in that feeling then you know when you see everyone come over it was brilliant really because I, I was the youngest in the team so mm. the youth team were, were there and you know it, my family best thing we could have had honestly honestly I could speak to Josh all day long we had a podcast <laughs> I'll tell the story really quickly we did a podcast an hour and a half long of just just talking obviously about football and then um, I got off the phone from him and I looked and I thought oh, it's not recorded didn't press the record button did he <laughs> I not press the record button so I text and got Josh you fancy doing it again mate because I've uh, not pressed record yeah. anyway yeah. next day we did about two hours yeah we, we did just, yeah. just chatting I can talk for England mate you've got that <laughs> <me. laughs> um, right so coming up next we're going to talk about VAR um, Scott McTominay's disallowed goal and Liam Cooper's red card we have got the half time request coming up so get your request in if you have so and any questions any reactions any questions for Josh regarding Chester, Salford, non-league football uh, get him in, uh, we've got the social at quarter past seven, we're going to play Hold On by Razorlight and we'll get straight into VAR Manchester Radio This is your Manchester your music 
Right, hot topic. I'm a United fan. I watched United dismantle Spurs yesterday. I was absolutely buzzing, by the way. It was a good second half. Yeah, it was brilliant. Cavani, honestly, is like... He just just brings a completely different energy to the to the forward line. He's nasty, isn't he? He's got a bit of nastiness about him. He's a proper number nine, proper striker. He's brilliant. And that's what United have been missing. That one will just sit there in that in that space. Because obviously everyone if Marshall wants to get the ball is drifting out Rashford, exactly the same. He is unreal. His first goal, for my opinion, should have stood. Mm. Love it. What do you reckon? Yeah, I agree. Josh? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I can't believe it, me. Honestly, I mean, I think Solskjaer's obviously his, his post-match interviews took out of context a little bit, but he's bang on the money. If, if you've been tickled in the cheek and you're getting your mates and he's down for three minutes, I mean, come on. The, the come one on. thing, the one thing that I rate VAR for is the the arguments between managers. Is <laughs> what yeah. it what it gives you is just everybody argues about any decision. Yeah, yeah. And the, the mad thing is, is whether the whether it's for or against you. You're going to argue the toss, and yeah. you're going to want it to benefit you and, you, and what you're. That in a million it. years, you, I mean, obviously, you still play football now. I've retired for about twenty years, <laughs> <laughs> but naturally, when you're running, you are trying to feel players. Yeah. You could see where Tommy's looking. His hands obviously just come back. It's a flick, and he's fell down like someone has sniped him in crowd. Yeah. I can't. I, but honestly, the elite game the- with that. They're the, the margins, though, yeah. mate, and, and that's yeah. the thing now. Like, w- yeah. if you play at non-league, like that, would you just the ref would laugh it off. Yeah, get yeah. Up. do you well, know what I mean? Me, yeah. me and my mate Shaky, we go and watch non-league, uh, introduce him to it um, last year, I think it was, and he couldn't get over how it's proper football. Yeah, and that's yeah. what it is with non-league. Yeah. Well, I think once you're in non-league or you watch non-league, you see it, you see football as it should be played, and then you look at the like the, the Premier League and you think. What are you doing, mate? Yeah, but it's interesting. You must though. be embarrassed. Yeah, well, no, I don't think so no. because I think I think they'll Screaming talk about that. I think they'll like talk that. about that in training. It's inches. It's like American football. Mm. American footballers they play yard by yard, yard by yard, and if you can get somebody to touch you and you go down and you win a free kick on the edge of the box and you've got a free kick specialist that's going to put one in the top exactly. corner, that is a game plan yeah. within itself. Mm. VAR is a mess. <laughs> this <laughs> is a full blown. Oh, yeah, 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 hundred percent. But. Like, like obviously my son is three he's watching he watches the football with me he's seeing these clowns bouncing about from getting a tickle on the cheek he's already rolling around all he's business. already rolling around there's a story I can't tell on radio but he's in trouble <laughs> <laughs> but he's um, he's watching that and then that's learnt behaviour because he'll think oh that's how you play football and that's the next generation yeah, what yeah. we're going to be dealing with because we used to laugh at the Italians obviously we're, yeah. we're closer to, to 40 you're still a young yeah. young man. <laughs> but the Italian league we used to watch obviously um, what was it called on Sunday one now Go Lazio Go Lazio they'd roll around all over yeah. Gaff and you're thinking come on mate mm. Well, like, do, get do up, you not, yourself do off. you not remember when Klinsman first come to the Premier League? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. he got tackled and he rolled about on the floor holding his leg and stuff and everybody was call, calling him, telling him he needed to get up. But now, people do that to, yeah. to, to get an advantage. Yeah. Like, we talk about game management and stuff like that and in the Premier League and, well, in the in the top leagues in, in European football, that's what they do now and that's that's become part of the game. Whether you like yeah. it or not, that's... Yeah, sad though, isn't it? it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially coming from like proper, yeah. like, the level where exactly. we play and enjoy. Exactly. Josh, you're a left back so obviously defending yeah. your bag. Yeah. If, if you're in that situation and you've oh. touched someone, 
surely you're turning around and laughing at him. Oh, you're giving 100%. it the big Sam Allardyce on touchline. Oh, you, yeah, of course you are, mate. Unheard of, innit, now? But like you said, it's that's the game, inch inch by inch, and it's that's how they're going to find their own little ways of getting getting around decisions and <sighs> scary, mate. Honestly, I don't like it. No, I don't. No. I don't like this this sort of modern football. No. You know, and <sighs> being a blue myself, I'm very guilty of. The, the perfect football match yeah. especially you know when I remember watching City ages ago and if we won 1-0 and it was a scrappy game but we'd scored I remember jumping up and down celebrating so like, happy. do you know what I mean yeah. that that sort of feeling whereas these days if we haven't got over 70% possession I'm thinking oh my word what's going on here <laughs> and I'm guilty of it yeah. I feel like a Barcelona fan yeah. do you know what I mean they've been they've been fortunate for years and now they're on the decline mm. and we're sort of sitting here I mean that Leeds game let's try and avoid that conversation as best <laughs> gonna, as possible we're going to bring it up yeah. in a second I knew you'd want to bring <laughs> it up I knew yeah but going on on, on to that with uh, with Son I mean the game has gone Ollie hit the nail on the head the game has gone yeah. and if, if things aren't changed quick you hit the nail on the head as well about talking about non-league football and you mate because people are going to want to come to our games and come and watch it and the yeah. minute they see Proper football. Proper football. Yeah, yeah. They're going to fall in love with it just like how I did when I was playing in it. Yeah. Well, they're, al- they're already looking at, for non-league football, uh, televising it yeah. on te- te- terrestrial telly, they aren't they? Do. they and, and, do. and if they do, like, you, it's going it's mean, to switch it massively. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. it should be people getting down watching it because obviously it's putting money back into the town and stuff like mm, that. I think yeah. by televising yeah. it takes it away from, yeah, that's from a point, getting down a there bit. experiencing standing at the side having a pint and a pie and mm. just being able to walk right around the ground there's two ways of looking at it though because yeah. people can't see I mean we talked about it earlier like you don't you, you'll play at a club uh, like Burnley or Blackburn mm. and then you come into non-league football when you get released yeah. that's when you first experience it yeah. if, if it is televised and people can see it then that's going to be an experience and it's going to be cheap I can get down there I can pay a fiver yeah. I can take my kids I can yeah. watch it yeah, yeah. then that's when you'll get your Get people to come and turn up. Yeah, we're going to jump onto Liam Cooper's red card. Right, right. I seen it, and for me, maybe a booking. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm watching non-league. Yeah. But I don't think that's a foul, me. I don't no. think it's a red card. He's got the ball. Yeah. Unfortunately, his flight. Yeah. And uh, is it who's in front of him? Sterling. Or, yeah, it was Sterling. Yeah. Yeah. Sterling's copped it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So unfortunately, it looks bad, and especially when you slow it down, you get a different camera angle stuff like that. But for me, he's got the ball and he's followed through. Once you're committed, you're committed. Yeah. yeah. But this is this is the what thing now. This yeah. is the thing now. Like if you leave the ground with both feet, yeah, it's yeah. a foul. Yeah, yeah, you're done. That's yeah. it. And and as well, if you get the ball and then make contact with a player, it's a foul. Yeah. <laughs> like, whereas yeah. a, a long time, well, even go back to three seasons, four seasons ago, yeah. you could make contact with the ball, then finish off the player. Uh, yeah. And it's all right. Yeah. But it's t- and because of the the analyzing the videos and slowing it down. I think when they slow things down, it looks worse. It looks, it looks terrible. When, you, when you look at it from a different angle, you think it's nasty that. But then you actually look at it, say from the referee's point of view, mm. it looks alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's just there's just so much. Um, there's, there's so many things that's wrong with VAR. I think it could it could have worked, but they've tried yeah. to play with it too much. Yeah. Over anal- analysis, isn't it? Really, yeah. they're going into every little detail. I mean, with the offsides alone. Ah, oh, don't the offsides <laughs> I mean, are ridiculous. If, if you've got a, a a long air, long oh, air. I know, I know. You're done, aren't you? Oh, yeah. no, honestly, mate. I mean, personally, for me, you know, the, them sort of tackles where you take the ball and you take the man, it, 
from the teams that I've been playing for, that's a perfect tackle. Yeah. You know, Bernard and John will be on the sidelines giving me a clap. Well done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Same well, because it changes a the game. Yeah. These sort of little details change games and they'll get your team sort of out of a rut. Maybe it you, gets you, the you, crowd fired exactly. up a little bit. In an arena, in an arena, what that does is the, the game can be flat for yeah. 25 minutes yeah. and one tackle like that, will the, the crowd will that's just lift. Big. I always and call just it a like, West Brown tackle. Yeah, and just like you said, the game will fully change and then the tempo will pick up exactly. and then you're watching a proper game exactly. of football yeah. that's what happens that's why derbies no matter where you watch them now uh, yeah, exactly <laughs> that don't uh, and don't uh, give you as much of an no, impact no. as they do no. the last the last Celtic and did Rangers we one, that the other week I think I so like did, yeah. the, the last Celtic and Rangers derby that was on I know Rangers had already won the league yeah, in South yeah. East, but it doesn't matter it's no. Celtic versus Rangers it wouldn't have mattered if there was fans in the ground or not mm. I think the fact that people are worried yeah. about if I go in here yeah, yeah. That's me yeah. finished. It is. Yeah. Effectively end up playing netball. Well, no, it is. Like basketball. Yeah, yeah. Non-con- yeah. yeah non-contact. Yeah. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, we're going to go and play Come As You Are by Nirvana. And then we've got Martin's Mad Football Stories. We've got a couple of names. We'll swing by you after this. Um, but I want to hear your thoughts on VAR for the social. Get me involved. What you think. If you thought it was a red card. If you thought it was a goal or not. We'll play Nirvana and then we'll come back to... Who are, you, who are you talking about? Mario Balotelli. Mario Balotelli. Tell man. us your best Mario Balotelli story as well. Mm-hmm. Bit of Nirvana there. My daughter Tiana's absolutely buzzing. Her little hat is bouncing about the gaff. My wife's just text, so it must have been a decent tune. Um, <laughs> right. You ready? Go on. These are, these are some suggestions for you. Right. So what what for, the, for, for the name for this segment? For the name for this segment. If we've got anything better... Chuck it at us. What we're going with, you've got Love is Legendary Tales. Whether they're legendary or not, I don't know. Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> Love is Legacies. Ooh, I like that. Do you like that one? Decent, that one. Mm-hmm. Go on. Leanne, come in with that one. Uh, Love is Legends. Think put, that to, put that to a vote. I think we should put that to a vote. Shall I stick it up? And yeah, stick it up and vote. put that to a vote. Right, we'll do that. We'll get it on uh, Twitter. We'll yeah. put it on Twitter. Head over to Twitter. We'll get a vote going. We'll see if we can have something by the end of the show. Um, right, love it. Go with it. Mario Balotelli. So the reason why I've chose Balotelli is because last week we chose Carlos Tevez, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, and I, I tried with, Teve, with Tevez. I picked somebody that... Um, would favour or anger both City and United fans <laughs> that's why I went for him <laughs> I loved him uh, and this time what the reason why I've gone for Balotelli because obviously there's hundreds and hundreds of stories uh, that people have heard and the, the craziest thing is is whether it's a story or not when you hear it and you look at him you believe that he has that, that he's, he's done, done it, it. yeah, yeah. Um, but the one thing that I found really interesting was that both of their upbringings was very very similar <laughs> it made them both be the like the, the eccentric yeah. individuals as well. Yeah. So just Balotelli, he was born uh, by Ghanaian Ghanaian immigrants, um, and when he was three years old, they didn't want him anymore. Wow. So they they fostered him out to the Balotelli family, and the Balotelli he'd gone from having no money whatsoever, being really really poor, mm. um, and then getting pushed out is probably yeah. the wrong word for me to say but he, he, he got kicked out and then got uh, took in by the Balotelli family, family um, that had a little bit of money realised that he had some talent within football and brought him into brought him into football and the craziest thing is with all of the stuff that's gone on with Balotelli mm. in terms of racism in Italy and stuff like that he considers himself Italian 
and he will always fly that flag because of yeah. his foster carers that have brought him, wow. brought him through. Some of the stories, um, so, so I did like, I did want to just show what his upbringing was like because it was very similar to Tevez's upbringing. But when we touch on some of these stories, I mean, I've got bullet points and these hundreds of stories from when he was at Manchester City just alone. But I'm going to reel a few of them off and then I'm going to go with one um, that, that I think is probably what nobody's ever heard of before, but one of the most ridiculous stories that I've ever heard anybody, not just a professional footballer to do, but yeah. just anyone in the world to ever do. <laughs> so uh, the, the, first, the first couple uh, crashes his, his, his Italian car um, while he's on his way to training. That's a mad one. Um, won 25 grand in a casino. And then as he walked out of the casino, there was a homeless man sat, sat on the floor, <laughs> give him a grand uh, and just said, there you go, mate, go get yourself, go get yourself a good night, get yourself to, wow. to bed. Uh, while he was driving around with that 25 grand, he got pulled up by the police uh, and the police asked him, why have you got 25 grand sat on your passenger seat? And he, he, he responded, because I'm rich. <laughs> and they let him go. Um, He's been involved in training ground fights. This was while he was at City, and he's probably been at, at many more <laughs> with Vincent Kompany, uh, Botang, uh, Carlos Tevez, and Micah Richards. He went. This is a crazy one. Went on um, Italian TV before the derby, AC Milan versus Inter Milan, while he played for Inter Milan in an AC Milan shirt with his name on the back, name and number on the back. <laughs> like, wow. That's just crazy, wow. already. Yeah. Um, after a cup final on TV, uh, he, he said the S, S word many times and then sa they said he couldn't say it. He said, I can say it because I'm Mar Mario Balotella. <laughs> um, uh, adopted a stray cat that kept turning up to Manchester City training ground <laughs> because, because he loved it. Um, had to be physically hauled away from Javier Zanetti uh, for refusing to let Samuel Eto'o take a penalty. So he wanted to take the penalties. Samuel Eto'o was the penalty taker and then had to get wrestled yeah. to the ground and away through that. Um, had his friends approach girls in a nightclub and say, Balotelli will see you now. <laughs> uh, the, the crazy thing about this is, all sober. Uh, yeah, he was never, yeah, never yeah, drunk. Yeah. Never drunk. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, the why always me top because I'm looking oh, at it there. Uh, scored, scored in the yeah. derby and then lifted the top saying why always me. Mega uh, set off. Uh, oh, no, it, it wasn't. <laughs> here's a class one. Uh, Italy, Italy brought out a brand new home shirt, Nike shirt. At the start of the second half of their first match, he came out wearing the old shirt, saying that the old shirt was better. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable but, that. Uh, but the craziest story out of all of them. And I'm just going to have to get to be notes for this because it, it blows my mind, this. The craziest story out of all of them is that him and his younger brother, right, one day when they had some time off from City, well, he, he got a break for City and, and he went back to Italy. Yeah. Uh, as he's, when, he's, when he's come back, he's uh, decided on this, on this tour around Italy while he's got back there to, to visit a woman's prison. So he, he decided to visit a female prison yeah, with his brother, he just drove his car in. This could go anywhere, this, couldn't it? Uh, uh, the thought for me, in the back <laughs> of my mind, is firstly, why are you driving there? No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you've, got a, you've got a yeah. day off. You're a world-class professional football yeah. player with a day off. Yeah. And you've gone, I know what, my sister's not there. I'm not visiting her. I'm not visiting an auntie. I'm going to go just and go. just have a look. So he's turned up to the prison. He's walked in. It must have been an open prison because he's got all yeah. the way in there and then got nicked. Stop. Him and his brother got nicked. And when he got arrested and he got taken taken into custody, <laughs> the question that they asked, 
uh, asked him was, why have you decided to do this? Uh, what, what made you think that? <laughs> and his response was, I was just interested to see how it all works. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and, and with, I've tried to do as much research as I can to find out why. Mario Balotelli decided on a day off to go and visit a female prison and I couldn't, nobody gives you an answer, but he got fired 25,000 euros because he just felt like, let's go and check this out and see what women's prison, I don't know whether he watched Orange is the New Black, <laughs> whatever he did. Yeah. But that, that just, for me, that just epitomizes yeah. the exact individual what he's like. Exactly. He's, Do you know what I love? People who are bonkers, right? And what I love more, people who are bonkers who want loads of money. And they just do the maddest stuff ever. <laughs> like, loads, of, loads of money, loads of talent. The yeah. two guys that I've but spoken about. But the thing about. is, though, if you actually look at his career, relatively is a failure, isn't it? For, <laughs> for, for what the talent he had, is it, and you look at... The, he's a very rich failure. Yeah, no. 100% he is. <laughs> but you look where he's gone. Like, it, his yeah. career's just... After City, really, his career's nosedived, hasn't it? Yeah, the Liverpool it, move was tragic. Well, yeah, that's when his career took an absolute nosedive. But the, and the crazy thing with that with that move was he went to he went to Liverpool and Brendan Rodgers didn't want him. No. So no. If, if, you go, if you go somewhere where a manager doesn't want you, but the chairman thought, this will sell a few shares. <laughs> yeah. This will sell me decent. Yeah. Like, you're never, it's never going to work no, for you. Got no it's chance. never, ever going to work for you. Yeah. He was, for me... In terms of stories, I mean, we've not even talked about when he set fireworks oh, off in, no, his, in his bathroom. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, I think it was, was Mika's bathroom, I think. <laughs> Whose bathroom? Mika's, Mika Richards, I think it was. Oh, yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. It was Mika Richards' bathroom. Yeah, so yeah. he, they wanted to have a fire. This is, this, this is how I've uh, in, interpreted this story. Yeah. They wanted to have a bonfire night. They wanted to go to a bonfire night. Because <laughs> they had a game a couple of days later. Yeah. So what they decided to do was, let's set them off in the garden. Actually, it's a little bit cold, Balotelli says. Yeah. So they go into the bathroom because it's the biggest room in the house. <laughs> put it in the bath, pot, like a pot porcelain bath, and then set, set fireworks oh, off in the bath. Sets the bathroom on fire, and the, <laughs> the fire brigade has to come <laughs> and put the fire out. And I think one of the reason why these guys are so eccentric yeah. and so crazy is, is because of their upbringing at the start. Mm. But and they've got so much talent, they've just not got nobody that will help them bottle it and and. Yeah. And filter it to the right, yeah. haven't you? Because yeah. these guys that I've spoke about in the last two weeks could have been like legends in the game, but because they're just and, and they're unreal to watch. Like they're the type of footballers yeah. that I like to watch. Like yeah. Mavericks are such, aren't yeah, they? Like yeah. Crazy. I think Mavericks. they're legends in their own right. So I, yeah. yeah, you know when you I think, think the about stories it. preceded the, the careers, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Talk, you're talking more about the stories than like I think about the careers. Yeah, Balotelli more than Tevez. I think oh, yeah. Tevez's yeah. stories are interesting a little bit, but Balotelli takes takes the leading stories. And I think Tevez him. actually, if you look at had a successful career, let's be let's be fair yeah. with the trophies he's won and stuff like that. Yeah. Balotelli always seemed to me look like he, he couldn't be bothered. He'd rather be at home. Well, do, do you not every time he took a penalty, he just walked up to it and slotted it in the bottom yeah. corner. Yeah. Every time. I think yeah. I remember reading. I'm sure it was Balotelli. They said, oh, "Why do you not um, celebrate after you score?" Mm. He went, "Yeah, just doing my job, mate." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna, like you won't you won't celebrate if you put a screw in a, in a cloth. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm just doing my it's job. He's got a ridiculous penalty record where he's never missed as well. Never missed it? for City. No, never, never missed, missed for him. I remember there was a game we top, uh, played Tottenham. I mean, we had to win, and he had the penalty in the final minutes, and the whole ground was on pins. I remember sitting there watching it, thinking, "Oh my word." Like you said, steps up, casual, slots it in, didn't even celebrate. And he uses the postman analogy. He says, does a postman celebrate when he puts a letter <laughs> through the post? 
I'm just doing my job. Yeah. Scary that, isn't it? Yeah. Do, you, do you remember the um, goal that he scored off the crossbar when he shouldered it in the yeah. net and just yeah. stood there like yeah. nothing? <laughs> Everybody was running around celebrating. He just stood there. Was that Norwich? Yeah, 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 I think it was, Norwich. yeah. VAR would give it a handball now. <laughs> they would. Yeah, you know te- what I mean? technically. Yeah. He's offside with his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. out, out of all of the stories that you've heard with Balotelli, which is your favourite? What a question that is. What a question. Um, do you know what? The story you've just told me then tops the lot because I think you just said no one knew that. No. And how does no one know that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> what I'm questioning. Crazy. How does no one know that story on top of everything else that he's done? He, he got held, he got charged, and he got fined. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Scary. Oh, a, another story that, 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 that I've seen. This is, on, this is on Twitter. If any of you are on Twitter, look on his, on his page. I hope it's still there. But he, he, when he was back in Italy uh, for another break, he paid, um, he had a moped that he used to get around on, and he paid a barman that owned the bar to, <laughs> to ride the moped into the sea, like off, off the dock into the water. For t- he said, I'll give you two grand if you drive this moped into the water and then get out. So he did it, drove it in, he filmed it for his own, own Twitter yeah. page. He's climbed out and then he's just stood with the locals having a cig. Unreal. Like, it, there's just so many stories yeah. and it doesn't matter whether... Imagine the stories we don't know about. Yeah. Because yeah. it's bound yeah. to be That's umped about loads. The ones that they keep quiet, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. not let that one go well, out. We, we, talk, we talk about these, uh, we talk about all the documentaries and stuff that you read, that you see now and we talked about on Elkers and, and yeah. how, we, how, how mad his documentary yeah. was. Mm. But like, if Tevez do a documentary and a Balotelli's documentary, like you... you these are, these are like documentaries you would oh, of course. You'd sit and watch. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. whatever fan you are of whatever team, because the stories would be absolutely... If, the, if they were true, yeah. as in yeah. the, the um, what's the word, mirrored real life, they weren't, yeah. weren't dramatised yeah. like that. If yeah. you actually watched it, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, but, they got it nailed down. Yeah. You could make a story up for Balotelli right now and everybody on the planet would believe it was true. Yeah. You, you, could, yeah. you could make one up. I mean, we'd have to get him on Would I Lie to You and see if any of us could guess it, you know what I, I mean? I think he denies everyone, though. <laughs> he I've, denies yeah. everyone. I've, I've seen that I mean, well. And he, he went around Manchester City Centre giving out £50 notes. He were. Uh, and, and, he, and he denied that. He, he went. He was driving down the, the road and there was a kid crying at a bus stop and he got him in his car. Why are you crying? And the kid said, because I'm getting bullied at school. Went to the school and confronted the bullies. Madness, And then it? denied that. I know. Like, he, he just denies everything that happens. But in terms of what he's had and what he's... Like yeah. what he's done, uh, yeah, in, yeah. In, in, without a football, just just makes him an, uh, just an unreal person. World right around the clock. You're listening to the Football Man Cave Radio Show live from the city of the footballing universe, Manchester. We're back, second half. Nice little break. Had our oranges, haven't we? We're all right. So right. We, is that what we do? Oranges. Oranges, yeah. We've <laughs> the got, old school. <laughs> we've got a pub next door. We should have had a cheeky oh, pint. Oh, yeah. Everyone's outside enjoying themselves. Um, right, we've got some questions for you, Josh. Yep. Fired straight at you. Go for uh, it. First one Bernard and Jono, have they changed? Between obviously you played from a Salford, you played from a Chester. Yeah. Have they changed? Um, I think they've just got uh, a lot more relaxed. Yeah, they've just they've found the feet in terms of they're at a club where they're comfortable and there isn't someone breathing down the neck, um, threatening them with if they get three defeats and a draw, then they're out the door. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at the end of the day, that reality at Salford City, with it being so cutthroat, breeds the success that they've got. But at the end of the day, the club like Chester, they they need the managers like Bernard and John, uh, John O to get to where they're eventually going to get to and. 
for myself, yeah, I would say that they've changed. I won't say that their personality or the way that they coach, the way that they manage, not at all, because they're still raving yeah. lunatics when they need to be. Yeah. But that's that's why they're successful. That's what gets them to where they are, and that's what managers and teams alike are going to try and replicate. I've seen it in plenty of teams, but unfortunately, they're not them two. And that's why another reason as to why I went there playing for free for three months, because it, it was, like I said, it was an absolute no-brainer. Um, but yeah, I think I think in terms of change, I don't think it's a negative change at all. I think it's being comfortable and knowing full well that they've got the backing and support that they've needed, and uh, you could probably say that they didn't get in the latter years at Salford. Yeah, and they've got they've got time as well, aren't they? Hundred percent. So yeah, so I think that'll probably well, it does with anybody. Of course it does. And it yeah, doesn't matter what what role you're put under no. pressure, you can perform. That's your it. Well, can't players yeah. and managers alike, you know. It, yeah. it, sometimes when you've got um, you know time on it and you've got that pressure it sometimes forces it the other way and and things sort of go off the rails ridiculously quick which I found in that first season when I said that the ship was sinking yeah. you know because when you've got that pressure on you it goes one way or the other now they've got time like you just said they can they can relax and they know that they've got a plan in place for a few years and I'd like to be a part of that yeah it's, it's, it's good because like what I, I played I played with with Bernard yeah. and, um, and mate they, they've never changed. You'll see them at the petrol station. Mm-hmm. Exactly the, mm-hmm. They're exactly the same mm-hmm. guys as as they always have been. And, and when you even when you watch the documentary, yeah. they're, just, they're the same guys. Like they've, they've never ever changed. But why would you change? No. as well. By the yeah. way, no, exactly. Yeah. So it's good that I, probably they've, they've just learnt stuff. Mm. Uh, like because when you when you get bit on the backside. It does change you a little bit, but mm. what is nice to hear is for the better. Yeah, yeah. What's nice to hear is that they them themselves hasn't changed because what they mm. do is successful. Yeah, that, and, and that's yeah. just a fact. Yeah, uh, they get like we can tell just by chatting to you. Like they they get buying and they keep it, and it makes exactly. you want to be part of it. Like exactly. the fact that like I I chased I chased the money when I was <laughs> playing about hundred clubs, but. What what it is is when you've got guys like that, mm. you'll play for nothing yeah. because you just love playing, exactly in, being in and around it. Exactly don't you? that. Yeah. Uh, next question: um, Your opinion of Matty Waters? Great player. Um, competition. You could probably put it. You know, both playing in the same league. Um, obviously, Matty was at Chester before me, um, as well as Joel Taylor. Mm. Another competition. Uh, he went on to Chesterfield, uh, which opened up the door for me. Basically. Um, Yes. What? What? See, the thing is with Matty's, I, I haven't really met him a lot personally. It's yeah. uh, more been, you know, you'll know as, as being a, a player. When you play at a weekend and you do well, you have a look on team of the week and you have a look at who's, who else has done well, scores on the doors, how's Chester done, how's, you know, Harrogate when they was in our league county, how are they getting on? So everyone's keeping an eye on everybody, you know, and um, for myself, seeing him do well. It was great for me because I'm thinking, right, great, there's competition there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that, it, like I said, it breeds success again. It pushes you to go harder the next game, pushes you to be better the next game. And um, I know he was successful at, at Curzon. Uh, season just gone. I know it was obviously ended up null and void, but um, he's in a great setup there and I think he'll do very well. Yeah, we'll touch on Curzon actually while it's on because obviously myself I go down quite a lot yeah. do a lot with the club yeah um you played for him yeah they're on loan the setup down there is the stadium <laughs> it's first class oh it's, it's amazing mate brilliant it's a league two standard that's what it is, yeah, it is. you yeah. know in fact Salford City would snatch their hands off if Curzon was to offer what they've got there yeah you know what I mean uh, but at the end of the day that they're, they're a community 
the community club. Um, what a great foundation for young players going through there. Yeah, they've got a great little academy there, haven't they? Exactly. Well, I coach um, a lad called Callum, um, who's also a cousin from uh, one of the lads that I also coach at Reddish Villa, Joe. Um, two big shout-outs to them because they are superb in terms of working the backsides off week in, week out with me. Now, I've learnt off Bernard and Jono, so uh, the <laughs> sessions I get is the sessions they get. <laughs> so you can imagine it, can't you? Um but I went and watched Callum play yesterday um, for Curzon's under-16s. What a, what a team he's got in there, by the way. I mean, he scored a worldie and set up. Now, I missed both of them, but I said I was there. But <laughs> he doesn't need to know that. He does now. He knows, knows now, <laughs> doesn't he? But, um, yeah, honestly, mate, superb. But everyone that's there, from the players to the staff to the chairman to everybody involved in that club, with Steve Cunningham going in there now, it's, it's a you know, they've only got one way and it's going up, oh, you know. Yeah. It, I was like going to say, what, what do you think, future-wise? for? Him? I, 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 I want to say yes, but non-league. We were discussing this. <laughs> now, this whole COVID pandemic has caused such an issue, but yet it's created and opened up so many options. Like yeah. we were saying, there's going to be clubs that haven't got money. So they're going to be wanting to make a quick buck. They're going to be wanting to try and get that bargain, get that sale. So in, in, in reality, non-league is a massive selling point to the league and, I, and I'd like to think that that then would boost the non-league teams to get players in and get them out and they'll start growing as clubs even more yeah I agree most definitely mm. any questions uh, Lovey? Um, <laughs> I've got one just one of one of my ex-teammates to be fair so you play with Outsy don't you yeah it's the Outsy yeah no Steve um, I, we was chatting off, off air yeah. uh, that when I played with him he was a forward uh, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask him again what he was saying. Yeah, I was, I, the question was: Is in training has he ever gone up front, and does he still feel like he can do a bit up top? Oh no, yeah, of course Are he you does. Scouting for your walking men's football team. Yeah, well, I, to be fair, I used to get loads of bits off him. To Did be you? fair, yeah. yeah, he used to flick loads on an inch. Oh of the yeah, too. no, I'm telling you, he, what what a character he was. I mean, that that was the beauty sort of with the pull that Salford had. Not even Salford, sorry, Bernard and John. Oh, that's yeah. what it were. Yeah, you know, we Gareth Seddons and your Grant Spencer. Paul Linwood um, all these great players and I experienced them when I was 18, 19 so you can imagine as an 18, 19 year old meeting these fellas that you've known for years it was a real eye opener put it that way it's, it, it, that's the best kind of like uh, uh, best like culture that you could 100%. be brought into isn't it? Yeah. oh definitely because it was the back end of Real football. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. now, like, we can go, we can relate that back to watching the Premier League and VAR and all these sort of ridiculous decisions mm. being made. You d- you just wouldn't get that. You know what I mean? And in fact, if you ever attempted to do the likes that Son <laughs> did, can you imagine Steve Alsey or Paul Linwood, anybody me doing that yeah. with them? No chance, mate. I'd have been battered. Mate, and the bad thing is, is you just get dragged off. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> you it. Just Bern- get oh, off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I'm on. telling you. But then if Bernard and if Bernard and Jono was to give you a bad reputation, mate it sticks yeah. because they're so well known and they're so trustworthy with what their opinions are if you're liked by them then you're only in a great chance you know what I mean yeah. but you've got to, you've got to take to them and you've got to do what they're willing What you've got to be willing to do what they need you to do yeah. like anything else in life but when you've got two characters like that in a team of characters like them do you know what I mean it's a no brainer to, to be a part of yeah I think I think with non-league football as well is is that t- talent doesn't just get you anywhere. Oh, no, exactly. Like you could, you could be. Um, we say one way, you could be unreal, 
but you'll just be a good five-a-side footballer. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the graft that you've got to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. we've all we talked about it all day today. Yeah. That it's you've got to graft. You've got to work hard because the guys that are, you're playing against and the guys that are in front mm. of you, they're just going to keep coming. Of course, yeah. <laughs> they're just going to oh, keep course, coming yeah. and coming yeah. and coming. And if and if if you don't if if you just rely on oh I can do a couple can, of tricks yeah. I look alright I can bend one nah, in the top no corner. Chance. It's no not chance. Work for no you. chance. You know, it, it, it's quite interesting, really. It's funny you say that because obviously growing up at Blackburn's Academy in the STC, which is the senior training centre, it's indoors, amazing facilities, and in big bold writing up on the wall, it says, "Hard work will overcome talent when talent doesn't want to work hard." Hundred yeah. percent. Now that, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about football and everything you need to know about non-league, then I don't know what will. The only problem is, is that when you reach under twenty three's football, mate that's not exactly the ethos that you get there it's tippy tappy football you have the ball and we'll have the ball and possession based it's all, it's all ridiculous yeah. the minute you go into non-league and you get that first big tackle <laughs> that'll make or break you let me tell you that it does. Well, let's hope it don't break him no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's mad as well because like if you look at some of the world's best footballers the, like you can say how talented they are and how good they are and how technically gifted they are mm. but it's the ones that work the hardest, Messi and Ronaldo, graft their knackers off yep. all the time yep. in every game, yeah. and that's why they're as good as exactly. What they are. exactly. You, you hear the stories all the time, Ronaldo, don't you? First one there, if you got there at eight o'clock, he was there at half seven. Last one to leave. Last one to yeah. leave, and it is it's, that's that hard work. Mm. Um, my pub quiz, Josh, are you ready for it? Here we go. Ready. This is where I get out of here. <laughs> I'm one 0 up at the minute. One 0 up. <laughs> Can't play against yourself. <laughs> I always have done. <laughs> always win. <laughs> We're going to play Laid by James and then it's Ian's pub quiz and we'll see if the bar next door will bring us some pints to add a bit oh, of realism to it. Right, Ian's pub quiz. We didn't get the pint to work quick enough. <laughs> it's just busy out there. If you've heard any background noise, there's a nice square of people getting happily drunk and it's great to see outside. Right. We're going to go for it. Love you, you're 1-0 up. Josh, what do you reckon your football knowledge is like? Um, well, we're about to find out, mate. Put it that way. He's got his phone out, so it'll be sweet. Yeah, I'll put it away. Don't Google it. Look at him cheating straight away. <laughs> right, first question. You ready? Which player with 653 games has made the most Premier League appearances? Ryan Giggs, Gareth Barry or Frank Lampard? Gareth Barry. Yeah, I agree, Barry. Don't just let him. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is how this game's going to play. We'll I'm get a draw. No, 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 I've got no tiebreakers. No. I said this last oh, week. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was looking for my buzzer. <laughs> yeah, Gareth Barry. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Ryan Giggs, 632 second. And uh, Frank Lampard. Mate, the maddest thing is, is, I don't know how I know that. Like, I know. That's a terrible stat to know. And he don't get respect to him either for what he's done no, in he the game. Yeah, no, that's true. Question two. Which country won the first ever World Cup in 1930? Italy, Uruguay or West Germany? West Germany. Uruguay. Love it, goes 2-1 up. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this Google's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Uruguay won it, Italy won it back-to-back. Then there was a break for World, uh, World War Two. Uh, Uruguay won it again and then West Germany yeah, and then Brazil yeah because Uruguay have won it a few times yeah yeah well they hosted the first one and yeah, then won yeah. the first one yeah dodgy dodgy <laughs> okay mate right which Ballon d'Or winning footballer had a galaxy named after them in 2015 
Lionel Messi, George Best, or Cristiano Ronaldo? I'm going to go Messi. This is a guess. Mm. I'm going to say Ronaldo. Might as well go on the opposite. Oh, Joss has got it there. Sounds like a planet as well, doesn't it? (laughs) Ronaldo. um, Galaxy Cosmos. Redshift 7. So it's not called Ronaldo then, is it? What, CR7? CR <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know that one? No. <laughs> no, up on your uh, planets or whatever they are. I don't even know Galaxies. what they are. Yeah, Galaxies, whatever. I don't even know the question, were they? <laughs> um, right, question four. It, what is it, two of? Which Portuguese team did Ronaldo play for before signing for Manchester United? Benfica, Sporting or Porto? Sporting. Sporting. Both blues here. We should I'm, know yeah. this as well, though. Sporting. Yeah. I told you, no tiebreakers, right? So <laughs> yeah. We've got six <laughs> questions to get a winner. Three all. Right, question five. You ready? Who is the only player to win the Champions League with three different clubs? Cristiano Ronaldo, Frank Rijkaard, or Clarence Seedorf? Seedorf. 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 I think that was an easy one, that one, weren't it, really? Yeah. Not as easy as that other one that you just did about. Yeah, that, gal- play for. that Galaxies was easy, something. <laughs> yeah. 4 4. Going into question five. Seedorf, by the way, won it with Ajax Real Madrid and AC Milan. Ronaldo's won it five times. Mm. And Rijkaard's won it with AC Milan and Ajax. Mm. Not bad, that, is it? Mm-hmm. Question six. With three titles each, which two teams have won the most European championships? France and Italy or Germany and Spain? Germany and Spain. Yeah. Go I'll, no, I'll go the opposite. I would You're going France yeah. and Italy. Yeah. Lover gets it. Germany and Spain. Three Tell each. <laughs> Tell, <laughs> you Tell you what. Tell you what. There we go. I like it when someone goes in front. <laughs> right. True or false? Easy one, this one. The phrase pack the bus arose when Jose Mourinho was forced to park the Chelsea team bus after the bus driver fell ill. True or false? False. Yeah, I'm saying false with that as well. It is false. Yeah, I was going to say. I really wanted it to be true though. What's next? What did you have for tea? 6-5, love it. Bayern Munich have won the record number of Bundesliga titles but which two clubs follow with five titles each? I will give you a point per club. I want you to guess. I'll go. You, we'd have to go Dortmund for one of them. Yeah. Dortmund's one. Right. And then. Oh, God. Uh, Who's the other? I ain't got a Scooby Doo here. I'm probably. Might go. No, it's not going to be. Hamburg. Hamburg. Go on, Josh. It was the German team. Mate, this is what I'm saying. This is, I mean, my, my English football knowledge is shocking. Now you're throwing German <laughs> ones out here. He always throws a German one. i what. You must uh, like that German league, you. Oh, yeah. Pass, mate. We'll, we'll skip it. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Oh, my word. How have I not even thought of that? I know. Crazy, isn't it? Well, they played City, didn't they, not long ago? Question yeah. nine. Who am I? I've played in Germany, Italy, Austria and France. I have won Serie A and scored the first ever golden goal in international football. Is it David Trezeguet, Laura Blanc or Oliver Beeroff? Trezeguet. Beeroff. Beeroff it is. <laughs> there he is. Look at this here. What? Two in two for Fair me. Fair play. Hey, I tell you what though, Fair I thought play. of a Trezeguet. 
And not him. From, not um, no, it's that question. It was the. 2000. Which, what club did you say? What country did you say? Austria. Austria. Never. Yeah. yeah. Never touched that. Yeah, yeah Trezeguet's never played in Austria. Laurent Blanc, uh, 98. He scored a golden goal. I did. off 96 Euro final. I was going to say, like, Laurent, Laurent Blanc scoring goals. <laughs> For me. Quality. Or Larry White. I'd shake your hand, but COVID, so I'll give you a fist bump at the end. Nice one. What's he won? Nothing yet. Last question. I get, to, I get to come next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, love is eight, eight, six up. You get the chance to, you know. What, wooden spoon? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Right. Two City fans in here. It's a great question. Manchester United famously wear red, but what colours did they wear before adopting red? Pink, green, and gold, or blue? Blue. Green and gold. Green and gold it is. Oh, the old oh, was that, I, thought, I thought it was the Glazers. I, I, I wish you would have got it wrong, though, to be fair. Yeah. I'm a City fan. Yeah, I, I know. I don't, like to, I don't know how like you know to, that, to be yeah. honest. I was going to say, last week, I said that City hadn't won this title for 60 years until they won it, and it was 44 <laughs> years. <laughs> oh, I didn't remember it that. It felt like 60. <laughs> it yeah, felt it like did. 60. Worst City fan ever. Lovey takes it, 9-7. That's 2-0, Well played, mate. doing all right. Well played. Do you know what? I'm better than Jimmy Bollard on Soccer AM because he always loses them. Yeah. The drills. Yeah, yeah, he does actually, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Right. More than the same next week. We're gonna play um Don't Speak by No Doubt and then we're gonna go into a little bit of uh, predictions after that. We'll have a look at Wigan, Rochdale, uh, Bolton Salford and Stockport. We'll have a little little mess about see who's gonna go up, see who's gonna go down. Love is still buzzing at his win, his one. Two nil. Yeah, two and two. With that, aren't you? Yeah. Right, we're gonna get through last segment. Who's up, who's down, it's about what? Eight or nine um, games to go, coming to the back end of League One, League Two, and National League. I thought we'll just have a little bit of prediction. Maybe we can play it back at the end of the season and see how wrong we'll get. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Wigan, they won at weekend. And what, this is what triggered it off, to be fair. They won at weekend, and uh, one point from safety. So they're currently in 21st. They've won one of the last five games. They're on 38 points. AFC Wimbledon on 39. Right, and I thought, Wigan, we, I think we spoke about it a few weeks ago Wigan turned into Real Madrid as soon as the, the back end of the season kicks in and I thought is this going to be another one I thought it'd be quite good uh, the one point off they've got a pretty tough running and they've got Swindon on the last game of the season now Swindon are one point behind them in 23rd um, uh, four points above Rochdale prediction do you think Wigan will stay up yeah, yeah. I'm going to say yeah. yeah I'm the same I mean it's pretty yeah. tight down at the bottom um, from say 19th Northampton 40 points down to Rochdale in 24th 33 points there's only a 6 point difference there and a couple of games a couple of games in hand, a couple of teams a couple of games in hand you've got about 6-7 games left of the season do, do, you, that, do you know why I say yeah because it's in their DNA <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like for that, years and years. That's the thing. When I seen them winning four one, I thought, yeah. here they go. Yeah, for for, for years and years, and when it was in the Premier League, they survived on the last day of every, every year, and they know how to do it. Yeah, and I think it's just in that club's DNA. Plus, mm. they've had that injection, and they've got the they've got the owners in and stuff. I think yeah. it's a, you won't be. I won't be surprised if half the players have been told, "You keep us up." It's oh yeah, a cheeky little backhander yeah, in it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Right onto Rochdale, currently bottom of the league. Mm. They have one win in the last five. They are six points off safety, one game in hand. They've only won seven games all season. And I'm not 100% sure if this is true. Should have, should have looked, actually. But I don't think they've won at home wow. this season. 
I don't think. Hopefully, a Rochdale fan will, will tell me. Yeah. They've got an easier running, uh, but they've got Swindon next, who are four points above them in 23rd. Uh, they've not actually won in four games, but they've won, drew two, lost two. Mm. They are six points, I say, with the game in hand off safety. What do you think about Rochdale? Yeah, I think every game's a cup final for them now. Mm. Every team down there is a cup final, so it's it's like the playoffs. It's anybody's. Yeah. It really is. It's anybody's. I mean, I know a couple of lads there, Stephen Humphreys and um, Jake Beasley. So it'd be uh, be great to see them stay up and them actually play a part into it. Um, but it's a big running though, like, isn't it? Like oh, six 100%. points on safety with what six, seven games left of the yeah. season. You're currently bottom and you've won seven games all season. Yeah. And did you so say the home record's terrible yeah. as well? I'm pretty yeah. sure. If not, they've won one at all or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> with Rochdale, like, they, they just get unnoticed, don't they? They, they just, really do. Just they're just like great a, teams, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Like, like you, ne- you don't really... Even on the North West News, yeah. they, they'll miss them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're that kind of club. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but um, I, I think they'll probably go down. I um, think they'll go down. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll probably I'd like go to down. see him up, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think if they go down, yeah, we're gonna. I think we'll stay up. But I think if they go down and stop put go up, that League Two is going to be a hotbed for, oh, for, for Greater Manchester. For Greater Manchester, Manchester football, it'll be class. It'll be won't brilliant. It? Yeah. Jesus, right wow. into League Two. Bolton, obviously, absolutely flying. One loss in the last five. You have to go back to mid January, I think it was, for their previous loss. Considering they were like sixteenth, seventeenth at that point. Mm. Um, Ian Everts obviously turned it around massively. They've got a decent little running and the momentum's on their side. They're currently in third, so they've, they've gone into the into the promotion places. The five points of Cheltenham, who are top, um, and two points of Tranmere, who are like mm. just in the playoffs. Mm. Well, you predicted that they'll win the league, didn't you? Yeah, I, I think. I mean, that was before they dropped points recently. Yeah, but you can't go back uh, on what you said <laughs> last week. I can do what I want. <laughs> So I, I predict that they'll just get promoted. Yeah. Right, is that what? You, so you've uh, changed it now? Because yeah, they'll get promoted. On the way down this time last week, he was like, "They're hundred percent going to win the league." <laughs> like you said it with so much conviction. Next week, I'll be they definitely play playoffs. That's it. The finish. No, it's all right. He's a United fan. They're used to doing that. Aren't they? Oh, Tell you what, they get, they're doing the title and all sorts. <laughs> I I I I don't know what it is with Bolton me, but I re- I just like them as a club. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's because of the Sam Allardyce yeah. and JJ Cutcher yeah. and even Campos and stuff like that. But I just I just like like them as a club. So um, I'd like to see them go back up. And I think we well, we talked about it last week, didn't we? There's no there's there's no uh, Greater Manchester teams in the Championship at the minute. No. And I I'd, I'd love to see that. Mm. Like I'd love to see some of them some of them get up into imagine go five years into the future and the hotbed of greater Manchester clubs that are in league two imagine all them in a championship no I know I know <laughs> how good that oh, would no, be I it'd be brilliant wouldn't it it'd be crazy to I see know. that I mean Oldham would have to get a promotion after 30 years obviously oh, tell them about that stat so oh, we, we were doing stats the other week yeah. and um, Oldham have not had a promotion since 1991 wow, they've, wow. Not, they've not won nothing since 1991 wow. They've not even gone up. They've stayed no, there yeah. and then they've yeah. gone down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just kept going down. That's mad. Um, yeah. Salford, your ex ex teammate, new manager. Yeah. The ninth in the league. Three points off playoff. Two wins on the bounce. Um, Gary Bowie has had one loss, one draw, two wins. Uh, they're playing all the teams in and around them, mm. but they have got Bolton and Tranmere next, Bolton in third, Tranmere in fourth. What do you think? Um I think again we can sit there and say we'd like to see them go up definitely 
but you know it's one of them that's a tough running that yeah. it really is a tough running and um, Tranmere are flying at times and so Bolton so it's anyone's game anyone's yeah. game do you know what I find mad obviously they've got the new manager bounce so they've got six games yeah. seven games yeah. new manager in but I actually realised today that um, Richard Wellens got sacked and they've did have won the Papa John's trophy? Yeah, yeah. did you? Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't, I must have missed that. I'll be no, honest. yeah, they, so they don't know, but they, they had it for a day. Well, yeah, they did because then the next yeah. day it was it was this year's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they, they played Portsmouth. Yeah, they played yeah. last. Right. They played right. last year's. That's and then, it. And then the, so Salford the won it. And then the following weekend was it? Or the, oh, no, the following, the following day, day they yeah. played the final of this year's. Right, right. And Sunderland it was. Sunderland won it. That's it. Yeah. All right. So they had it for twenty-four hours. That was it. Exactly. Yeah. Still won it though. Yeah. Touching on Salford, obviously something we spoke about previously. They've had three managers since 2018. Yeah. Uh, Graham Alexander, Richard Wellens, Gary Bowyer, and they had Paul Scholes, mm. obviously yeah. sort of caretaker. They were 11th last season. They've had four promotions since 2015. Do you think, and I said it last week, Salford are a bit ahead of themselves? I think they've been ahead of themselves for a few years. I think now it's just quickly catching them up. Do you yeah. think they're too eager for a promotion? Yeah, but I feel like that club's going to stay like that all the way until they get to where they want to get to, which will be Premier League or Championship. That's that's in their DNA. As yeah. we chatted before about other clubs' DNA, that's in theirs. They, it's cutthroat, and you know, it's Richie Lyons, Was it thirty games in charge? Yeah, gone. You know, Papa John's trophy done, and then the week later sacked. I've seen a bit. Gary Boyo's in. How long's he got? Do you yeah, know what I mean? That, That's the question. It's the question everyone's asking of whoever takes that job. How long's he got until they get the next? Well, for me, in? it's a poison chalice as a, oh, as a manager. Them, yeah, them words will literally just come yeah, out. Yeah, like, yeah. That's what it's like. If, if you're like, if you're a manager, it's like, a Chelsea league too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Because yeah. if you're a manager and you want to, you want to build foundations mm. and you want to look at bleeding youth into your squad and yeah. you want time to build all that. You ain't getting that there. No, no, <laughs> so, no. So the only managers they're going to get is somebody who wants money. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll get yeah. a bit of money That's that'll, that'll do me I'll get a sacking I'll that's get it. more money given to me and I get a nice holiday exactly. like, th- that's what it looks like because at Chelsea you know if you're going to take the job at Chelsea mm. then you're going to have it for what a year tops yeah. then you're going to get binned yeah. off and then they're going to have to pay you out yeah. your contract Yeah, exactly. and then you can s- sit with your feet up for a bit yeah. like, and that's what that's what it feels like there and I think if, if in the first season finishing 11th in, in League 2 mm. I think that's an achievement it is. That's especially because it's something it that is. they're not used to do you know what I mean? Transfer windows. 100%. Um, obviously, all the different rules at playing when you're in yeah. the football league. Yeah, playing a completely different ball game. Yeah, non-league. If you've got an injured player or you just don't fancy someone, mm. it's ring someone up. You're bring in. Bring him in. But obviously, they've had to deal with the transfer windows. Yeah. That's why, obviously, it's in such I think down in that league as well, such a vast yeah turnover of players in them transfer windows. Well, yeah. well it's funny you just t- just to touch on that. Um, I remember being involved in there and being in around the changing rooms and the, the gym area before and after training. The club was like a revolving door at times. Mm. You know, one week we'd sign three or four players and the next week they'd be gone. It's scary. But then the fans, the fans don't get the full knowledge of what's going on. No. All they see is players in and players leave and not understanding the real reasons behind it and all that sort of stuff. I'm I'm very fortunate to have three years at that club. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think in terms of when you look at who's been there the longest um, since Bernard and John Howard left, it, it, it's worrying to actually think about yeah. that the longest serving players are probably 
three or four years, yeah. and if that. I think with I think for fans, just like you said then as well, like. As a fa- I remember when it was happening at City when yeah. Sinawatcha Cine- took over yeah. and we just brought in loads of players and I was like oh I really like him oh he's gone yeah. Yeah. and then like, I don't really like it I didn't have to, I didn't have enough time to decide whether I thought he was it's, decent or not yeah, it's <laughs> like, funny you yeah. say that that's and, and that's and that's what the Salford fans yeah. must be going through I mean was it the last not this January window the one before that uh, the one where Lois Maynard got shipped out and mm. like they shipped out they brought in about 11 or 12 players yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> changed the full it. squad it's, that's it's it crazy and obviously but we can't I mean agent fees what we spoke about off air they're triple the whole of the, yeah. the I think they're just say they're 150,000 in agent fees mm. the rest of the league are around average of 42,000 yeah, they yeah. But, yeah. but they've got the money to do it of course they do but, but as, a, as a fan and especially when they're trying to bring new fans in you you yeah. get attached to a player. The reason why, like, yeah, my, my family supports City, but the reason why I supported Man City because I seen one player and I was like, wow. Mm. And that was, like, most of my friends are Liverpool fans yeah. because of John Barnes. Yeah, yeah. Like, not because of anything other yeah. than because of John Barnes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how are them Salford City fans going to oh, love no. one player when, when he's there for 10 minutes? Yeah. Who was your City player? Mate, it's a it's, it's terrible. I, that's Go why on. I won't going to no, say his no, name. Do, do it because I'll oh, say P- mine. Peter Beagre. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was a wing- winger and he uh, was not rapping. Well, do you know what? Man was Darius Vassell. Darius Vassell? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's mad, isn't it? Scary, but isn't I, it? I wasn't going to say him because yeah, no, it's, it's a terrible <laughs> shout. Because <laughs> I could have had Georgie King Clancy at that time. No, I thought they were going to say King Clancy, <laughs> well, to be fair. YouTube videos for me, that's that's who I sort of grew up loving. Yeah. And um, just to touch on that, it was quite, quite mad, really. Social media is scary. And uh, there's a guy on Instagram who... Um, sells shirts and transfers shirts to Cypriot from, from Cyprus yeah. and uh, King Clancy went and played for his team after City and um, he sent us over like a signed uh, like a photo of him and a keyring and all sorts from his team all for nothing just to wow. say can't believe that you like him and all that lot yeah. brilliant it's crazy that yeah. Yeah. right we've run out of time final one Stockport County alright currently fourth sixth um Sixth of March was their last defeat. The running favours them. A lot of lower league, lower teams, um, mm. teams down at the lower half of the, of the thingy table. Only Torquay, which I think they're in third, third. So they're five points behind Torquay. They're the only team that they play in and around them. The rest of them relegation fodder, mid table. Obviously backed up with a load of money recently. Mm. Um, I was looking at the the way the National League runs so you have auto, one automatic promotion spot you have second and third who are straight into the semis and then from fourth to seventh are quarterfinals yeah. they're currently fourth five points behind Torquay um, same ten games but they've actually got three games in hand of Hartlepool who are nine points in front of them what do you think about Stockport quickly not that I, I, I hope that they do it do you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. I, I, ho- I hope that they do it uh, do I think they'll do it of all that that you just said it sounds like yeah. a tough ask yeah. Yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. but um, like I, I do I do hope that they um, th- they will do it most definitely yeah no I agree I agree I mean I'd love to see them get up I really would I think yeah. since that change and you can see the players that are there the likes of Liam Hogan and Lois Maynard yeah. Tom Walker what a setup! What a team! Um, Ross Fitzsimmons, when I had my brief spell at Boston, he was the goalkeeper there, and he's there now as a, a backup super guy. Great changing room that, and yeah. uh, I'd love it. Fifteen minutes up the road, a couple of years down the line, I'll under my CV. And tell you what, <laughs> brilliant, that one, it. It's not a bad little move, that <laughs> is not it. At all. No, I, mean, I think, 
I think they've got to get promotion. Obviously, with uh, Jim Gannon leaving this year, mm. that was a big shout because mm. they weren't doing bad. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. At that point, um, but I think I think they've. I think if they go up, I think they're a League Two team. I was saying this a while ago. I always have a team as a certain division for me. Mm. So, like, if you name me a team, I'll say they're in. Or they should be a yeah. Like Charlton for me is like a, a League One team. Yeah, just random yeah. stuff like that. And for me, Stockport were a League Two team. I think if they get there, I think it'll be a massive achievement and a turnaround from where they was. What did we say they were the last? Did we say they were the last um, Great Manchester team to be in the Championship by Wigan and Bolton? Yeah, I think you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So two thousand and two, they were in yeah. Championship. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're talking twenty years down the line, yeah. but. Mm. To say that they were the last ones, yeah. barring Wigan and Bolton, yeah. who, who bounced between it, is massive. They're a big club. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. The, the fans, the fans will tell you that. Yeah. You know, you don't get a following like that and a support that are going to back them in Conference North, week in, week out, and follow them all the way through. You, you don't get that support for nothing. No, it's um, it's crazy. But I hope, hopefully, well, League, League Two is going to be interesting. Hopefully, next year. Yeah. Hopefully. It's a nice load of derbies. Well, Maybe Rochdale. Yeah. It'll be good for us on FIFA. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Stockport's at Premier League is having it 100%. Don't know, they're not, not in the Mexican League, are they? <laughs> Josh, a pleasure as always having you on the show. Thank you very oh, much. Top man, Ian, I loved it. Love it. Next week, we're going 3 0. Are we having it? Probably, mate. With your terrible questions, 100%. Honestly, have you heard it? <laughs> right, as always, get us on social media at the Football Man Cave. Uh, thank you for listening we'll be back next Monday we'll see you out with Attic Monkeys Maddie Sports Social Podcast Network Hello it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.